Welcome to Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet or anywhere. I'm your host, Megan. And I am, for 2019, your host, Joe. Yes, this is the second time you've been our host oh, in still 2019. Still 2019. It is. Yeah, good yeah. point. Good point. Thank you. We're here today to talk about episode 410, entitled The Deep Heart's Core. Probably not my favorite title. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you told me that the title was in regards to a poem that a got poem edited that got out. Cut so from the show. It so. makes no sense. Zip sense. But before we get into this episode, there's a couple follow-up topics that we wanted to talk about from our last podcast. So the right. first is you wanted to discuss something that you mentioned. Yeah, okay, okay. So this is, I knew I was going to take a little bit of heat for this, and I did. So I just want to clarify, um, I, in the last podcast, I referred to Lindsay. Lizzie. And, oh, Liz, whatever. <laughs> Lizzie, Lizzie. Boring face. Lizzie as, uh, as homely. I also referred to Zian as homely. But I'm uh, specifically uh, talking about Lizzie in this case. So I did call her homely, and uh, I knew I was going to take a little grief for that after I said it, but I just want to clarify. So, okay, my personal opinion is that all, basically all actors are what I like to call base-level attractive, which means that if an actor or actress, a professional actor or actress, walks into a room, generally speaking, they are going to be the most attractive person in the room. If you have a dinner party and you invite a professional actor or actress who's actually, you know, working, uh, they're going to be good-looking people. Yeah. So anytime I refer to a person, uh, an actor or actress especially, has homely uh, or, or anything similar, it's not a, a reference to them as a human being, but as to how they're being portrayed in that role. So right. in this case, um, I don't know the name of the girl that plays Lizzie, but obviously, again, she's not unattractive. She's pretty. I've seen Kato Ryan yeah. or something. Yeah, we've there seen her go. headshot. So anyway, yeah, and, and she uh, is. She if she walked yeah. if she was at a dinner party, she would be the most attractive girl in that Absolutely. room. But in this case, in the show, they are homeling her up. They are. And, yeah. yeah, it's like with makeup and lighting and her that Quaker bonnet that she wears. Mm-hmm. Uh, or bonnet, depending on... Oh. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, so anyway, it, when, when I said she's homely, I just mean, like, in the sh- in show context, I feel like they are really homeling her up. And especially after I saw the headshot of what she actually looks like walking yeah. down the street. Yeah. Yeah, they're homeling her up hard. Well, now, when I say if she went to a dinner party, she would be the most attractive girl right. in the room. That's if she went to a dinner party with, like, us regular <laughs> Like, regular Like, if people, she went like to a us, dinner party yeah. and uh, Katrina Balfe and yeah. Sophie Skelton and... base-level attractive actors. Then she would... Yeah, I mean, who knows? Mix it up we, a little we, bit. We, we, we don't, don't need, need to go, to go there. there. Right. But, yeah, so anyway, I just want to clarify my statement that I'm not being like, that girl is ugly. Like, I just... It was more yeah. a reference to... You know, both her and I feel like Young Ian, neither of them are portrayed or made up to be, like, terribly attractive. I mean, I think he's adorable. I know you love, you love Young Ian. Adorable. But anyway, so I, that, that was all. I just wanted to clarify that because after I said it, I, you know, after we recorded, I was like, mm, should I have said well, that without we explaining? Yeah, we 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 so a couple who actually. We love. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, but but anyway, so I just I just felt the need to clarify that. Yeah, anyway. and that actually leads us to the second thing, which we forgot to mention this, but we do love hearing from you. Oh, so much. Yes. So um, you can reach out to us on Loinlander Podcast Group on Facebook. Yep. Um, or alternatively on Twitter. Twitter at Loinlander. At Loinlander. Or you can you email can email us, us the old fashioned way yep. email. 
loinlander at gmail.com. Yes, because we love hearing from you, and it's usually kind of providing us some sort of insight that we didn't think about or we didn't look at it that way. Yeah, yeah, so feel free to, yeah, we love comments, questions, uh, grammatical corrections, (laughs) uh, whatever, whatever you got, bring it. Yes. Okay, so are we ready to talk about the Deep Hearts core? Ready as we're going to be. Great. So this episode was written for television by Luke Shell- Luke Schnellhaas, Schnellhaas. Who also wrote Wilmington. Yeah, he's been here. So I've decided that I'm going to go ahead and say he is my least favorite writer on this series. Really? Oh, yeah. well. It's and I, I, I'll tell you why. It's hard. Spoiler alert it's as hard. to what <laughs> Megan's going to feel about this episode. There are a lot of things I loved about this episode, but... I thought I, I was the like, one that did a lot. Anyway, I feel ahead. like he misses the boat when it comes to oh. writing relationships about people. Really? Because he's the one that wrote that fight between Roger and Brianna. And it's like that fight between that couple is not a healthy, normal couple fight. That wasn't right. like, a, oh, and then he felt this way and she felt this way. He was saying awful things to her. Right. Controlling, borderline, like mentally mind fucking like he was not saying regular like i mean yeah, obviously no, people get nasty in yeah. fights but yeah it was like that was badly written and and we will get into it in detail but i didn't care for some of the back and forth between brianna and jamie in this right. because i also feel like it's n- not well written and unrealistic but we will we will we will get into that okay okay so this episode was directed by david moore and he also directed the last episode. I don't know if you have any comments on the directing. Uh, no, I mean, all the you know what? From a technical level, with the exception of the horrible green screen we saw in some of the early episodes, yeah. but that's not really necessarily their fault. I feel like that's budgetary constraints. Mm-hmm. Um, from a technical level, this show has always been rock solid. Yeah. That's, that's one thing that it's always done. The show always... Uh, for the most part, looks really good. I mean, obviously the costumes are Amazing. excellent and fantastic, and uh, yeah, most of the time the locations are really, really good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, from a technical level, they they really and you actually mentioned this before. Um, I can't remember what the name of the director was a couple a couple episodes ago, but you were doing some reading. She was the one that had done a lot of Denise a lot of, Denovi. Denise Novi, yeah, had done a lot of producing on on some some bigger some really big movies, yeah, and wanted to move into directing. So yeah. she got her agent to reach out, and uh, she was the one that said that getting a directing gig on the show is actually quite hard. Yeah, and I I believe it. the The bar from that standpoint, yeah, uh, seems to be pretty high. Yeah, from a it's from a technical standpoint. Yeah, so. The title shot, I thought it was them making drinking water, but you thought it was them making whiskey. Yeah. So. It looked like a still to me, but I don't maybe, know. I've, I've never. I think maybe it was because there's moonshine, a scene. So. Yeah. There is, there is a scene where Jamie says something to Murta about people already putting in requests. So it must have been that. Maybe. I I'm just sure thought, it's an allusion to a wacky thing that young ian did or something someone i'm sure someone will write a us. reference yeah write us in book. you know yeah. chapter 20 of something yeah please tell us yeah at loinlander at gmail.com <laughs> loinlander at twitter at loinlander at twitter 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 yeah you got or it. loinlander podcast fa- what is it loinlander podcast group on facebook i can never get that right yeah so the episode begins with jamie and brianna having a heart-to-heart basically about the violation that yeah. brianna experienced uh, so they're walking along. I'm just going to say Brianna's costume 
is incredible. It looks like something from my favorite store, Anthropology, which you pointed out. I said, I love that shirt she's wearing. And you said, yeah, it looks right out of yeah. Anthropology. She, uh, I don't know if anyone else notices this, but she mumbles right through the entire scene. And it's her way of emoting when she's really trying to prove something. She stops moving her mouth, which you said was because she got hit in the face yeah, right after she was exactly. raped. But she has been mumbling ever Maybe since then. Maybe it knocked the tooth out or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, You're on her all the time about her lip movement. Well, I just keep looking at you to be like, are you not going to react to the fact uh, that this actress with this huge role in my favorite, favorite show is not moving her lips when she's talking? I don't quite have the emotional commitment that you do. To this show. Anyway, she looks amazing in that right. shirt. Her wig is a different color than it used to be, but... I mean... Okay. Uh, so, I, I mean, we, I, we all know how I feel about Sophie Skelton. Yeah. I feel like she maybe brings Sam Hewen down a little bit. Really? Well, because she did that with Katrina Ball, if you'll remember, in season two. I do. Um, or I remember you saying it anyway. Right. So, but I do like that the first thing he says after she says, you know, like, do you hate me? I'm pregnant. And he's like, it's not your fault. Don't worry about that. But then he's like, and don't you worry. I will get you married. Yeah. It's just a little reminder that Jamie is, while he's progressive, he is from the 18th century. Well, yeah, because at that time it would have been horrible for her, for for her honor. Like, Like, he's not doing it because he, like, wants to do it necessarily or feels... That, uh, you know, it's the right thing, you know, for him. He's looking it's, out for her. Right, because that's, you You there's you can't be an unwed mother to a bastard child back in those days. Like, that's that's bad news. Yeah. I mean, not awesome now, but, you know, like, it's it definitely was very bad for her, so. Yeah, and then she talks about her frustration about, you know, getting raped and feeling blame, and he... He does. He takes a sharp turn and starts saying, well, maybe you enjoyed it. You know, maybe you should have fought it. It probably right. is your fault. And you said to me, I'm very curious about Jamie's parenting strategy here. Yeah. Like, you were quite confused. Right. But it's an interesting technique. You know, it's violent and yeah. probably traumatic to someone who's just gone through trauma. But I feel like um, we've skipped over a bit of a hard curveball that oh. Brianna threw at Jamie. What? Where she was like, oh, um, also, how did you feel after your rape? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mama Wait, told me everything. Mom, mommy told me that uh, <laughs> Blackjack Randall raped... Did you Did you fight back when Blackjack Randall raped you, Dad? <laughs> King of King of Dad? How did that go? And Jamie's like, the fuck? And, um, <laughs> He's like, no. I but he didn't. took it He took it like a champ, yeah, just he like did. he did in, in the prison. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, no, he... He he was like no no he he like swallowed his pride and it was like no I didn't fight back because I was trying to save your mom. to save your mom yeah yeah so they kind of bond and uh, she seems to understand that she couldn't have fought back because he well he basically physically proves it to her is like I could break your neck right now can you, you fight do back anything about it? Yeah. yeah and then the next scene we have Roger being pulled on the back of a horse. Yeah, he's being pulled behind a horse, and he's got a buddy, and they're like, they're basically, there's the. And you a, kept being like, "Who's that guy? Who's that dude? Who that is was, that guy? I don't who's really understand. How uh, does he know him? What did that guy do to have? I don't to really be understand. Did the youngian <laughs> sell that guy to him too? I don't really get that. That guy threw me a bit. So yeah. So anyway, they've <laughs> they've been captured by some uh, who we later find out are uh, a band of Mohawk yeah. who have purchased these guys. Is a little. I, I'm not. I'm not up on my uh, Aboriginal history 
First Nations history. But um, it sounded to me like they buy these people and then, as Young Ian later explains, they take them back to their um, to where they live to ba- basically replace people that have died. died. Like, yeah. But that makes it sound like they're basically... Adopting. Well, slaving. Like you're buying people and making them go going back to your uh, tribe and making them do the work that that's other true. people did. Yeah. Like that's what it came across as, but, but I don't also, know if that's you, what it is. You had a really good question, which is if they want to keep him, why don't they let him ride the horse? Like well, that, why does he have to be dragged? Yeah. They, why, like he's thirsty and it was yeah. like days and days and days. He'd been walking behind it right. all day long. You bought this guy. Why would you treat him like shit? Yeah. Like you paid good money for him. Yeah. Roger looks awful. Yeah, like it's like, what are you trying to prove? He already looks like like he's taking a shit kicking. You've already like he's already proven that he can get you up know, from a lot. At one point, like, one of the trying? Mohawk, um, they like backhand Roger oh, across just, like, the yeah, face, and, and it's like, one of the most violent blows I've ever seen on right. television. Like he, it just looks so painful on his swollen face already. And, and what were you gonna say? Sorry, I just want to go. And this is uh, another nod to the technical level of the show. The makeup and Roger is fantastic. Like I believe that Richard Rankin yeah. had two swollen eyes, a broken it nose. It looks like and... he got the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah. So, so the makeup in this uh, in this episode was excellent. It really was. It really was. And then the next scene, he's tied against a tree, and he's talking to his buddy about yeah. trying to escape. And his face, as you said, looks awful. And he kind of bonds with this guy. They have yeah. like a delirious laugh because he's like, I'm, right. I'm getting out of here. Yeah, and... he's got his little rope. And yeah. he's, he's he's tying a knot in the rope. He's like, well, what's that about? And it's how, how many days. He's keeping track of the days. Because I want to know how many days it's going to take me to get back. And Buddy already knows he's a goner, yeah, okay? He's, Buddy's like, we're not getting out of here. He thinks they're both goners, yeah. yeah. So we go right from that uplifting scene yeah. to Claire talking to Brianna about providing her with surgical removal of the fetus. Right. If she yeah. wants it. Yeah. And Claire is great in this scene because she's like, it's going to hurt. Yep. I only have whiskey. Yep. It's going to have to be surgical because mm-hmm. I don't trust the herbs. So I will just remove Going right it. in there. Yeah. But um, you need to decide. You also have the option of traveling back to your time, but you have to go now. Yeah. Because she's afraid that if, she has the baby in her arms. The baby. the baby will either stay or She's go like, somewhere else. We know else. that if you have a... Because we've established so much science fiction, so much science in the show, that if you go in with a baby in your womb, all good. Baby outside, prob not. Right. Just pulling shit so out of the So you air. need to decide what to do. Right. You're, you're kind of bone both ways. Right. You gotta pick and so now. she says, I'll think about it. Right. <laughs> you got to pick right now. No. Well, she says over the next couple of days. Right. And then you have, you just sort of see her doing chores and Ian goes up to help her Another with a good the, montage. You love the montage. Oh, I love it so much. But I was and groaning so before hard. Before the montage, you're skipping. Oh, Jamie says sorry. to, Jamie says to Brianna, he's smitten with you, lass. And yeah. Brianna's like, okay. He's my cousin. So cousins in the future. It's not encouraged, right? Because right. Jamie's like, what, is there something wrong with marrying your cousins? Do you guys not do that? Like, he's so amazing, Jamie. Right. Like, as soon as someone reacts strangely to him in his yeah. family, he's like, okay, is that... Is that I, taboo? Am, yeah, I, am I behind Is that bad now? <laughs> yeah. But young... Knitting, is that prohibited? Yeah. <laughs> uh. Am I allowed to knit right. in the Can future? Right, can I still knit? Yeah. Are bangs allowed? Um. <laughs> so young Ian obviously has a crush on her. And, uh, well, his only other option is Lizzie, so come on. I mean, yeah, that's true. And Brianna is beautiful. Jamie says, uh, 
you know, they look over at Claire and she's playing along in her garden and Jamie says, you must feel like she left you for me after all that's happening, you coming here to find her. And she says, and I'm going to say it, Sophie Skelton delivers this line, great. Oh my God. She says, uh, I'm glad she did. And I came here to find you too. It's the best line she's ever delivered. Right. Since she was hired to play Brianna. In any any acting role she's had ever. <laughs> it was a great line. She said it really right. well. She had charm. She kind of smiled. She was walking away. Good for you, Then Sophie. we have the montage that I love oh, so love much. Oh, you love the montage. They're all sitting at the dinner table. There's music. They're all smiling and laughing. Yeah. And Jamie hands Brianna. I don't know. It looks like a bunch of mush. And she smiles and takes it. And, and I said to you, yeah, I like, said to you that I could watch them live on the ridge forever. And it felt like forever. <laughs> And you said, that fire can't come fast enough. That's right. Burn that house to the ground. I love it. I love watching that. And you life. nailed it. You're like, it's like it's like Little House on the Prairie. It is, except but it's, better I because it's know. Claire it wasn't and better. Jamie. Well, it was to me. I thought it was great. Love Little House. And Shout then at the end of that montage, yeah. we have um, Brie and Claire. It's actually really sweet. They're just folding laundry. And uh, Claire says hamburgers. Oh yeah, I like this. This I, was my favorite scene. Yeah. I like where they just they just start you know throwing out things. Led Zeppelin. Yeah, <laughs> who are they? Music. You wouldn't like them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's you from, know for two actors or actresses who don't have that much age difference between them, they really have a good mother daughter. Yeah, well they. I mean, I've said this numerous times. Like they've done a great job of aging up Katrina Balfe. Like yeah. when you, there's one scene where she's talking with Sam Hewen and. You look over and you can see Claire over Brianna's shoulder, and she's got you know the white yeah. chunks in her yeah. hair, gray chunks or whatever. She looks like she's fifty something. Yeah, you know, like yeah. she looks like she could have a legit twenty something year old daughter. Yeah. yeah. So you know, Sam Hewen still does not to me, but uh, but whatever but they've face, done. It. Yeah, I think yeah. I he think. he. Here's the thing. I think he plays the parent role great. Yeah. But they haven't aged him up. And maybe, I kind of, I was thinking about this when I was watching the show. It might be because maybe they're afraid if they age him up too much, he'll like lose some of his like beefcake appeal to maybe. the to the beefcake crowd. Well, and you always say know. as soon as he puts his glasses on that that really works, right? Because he does carry himself yeah. older. And then when he puts his glasses on, right. it really works. Yeah. Anyway. So, anyways. So, um, shout out to the beefcake crowd. <laughs> that night, Brianna has a dream and Roger is sitting on her bed. Yeah. Looking oh. great. All cleaned up. He's all cleaned up. Right. And you were driving me crazy. Why? Why would I drive you crazy? Because you're like, oh, is she having a dream about Roger? Is he going to become Stephen Bonnet? Yeah. It's like, just like we take a, the long road to cliche town and we just, it's, which I just want to say, it's not that cliche, because when I was watching it for the first time, I gasped when oh it became Stephen Bonnet. Really? Yes. Oh, boy. Then, uh, How is that possible? I would like to just point out that Megan uh, is a film studies major, yes. <laughs> by the way. Yes, so I don't I know how you've never seen that before in a movie. That's like so, that's been done. Honestly, I think I was excited to see Richard Rankin Fair enough. all Fair cleaned enough. up. You just get you and get... looking like super nice and not mentally abusive. Like right. the last no, time that's, I saw him that with is, Brianna, that is I was fair. like, this is so nice that he's come to wait, what's happening? Yeah, that's no, what happened. That's fair. Okay? You got sucked in by your love of Richard <laughs> Rankin. So then Lizzie comes over and lo and behold, she explains that they beat up the wrong man. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then, now... Then that, the whole episode just goes into a shitstorm from here. So let's talk about this. Yeah. Brianna bursts into the cabin. Right. <laughs> Jamie, once he realizes what happens, makes it sound like a mild beating. He's like, well, I, I beat someone up. But it's Claire's like... like, your hand... And then it all comes out. And Brianna is just... Oh, she loses. She's just losing it. She's yelling. And all of the characters... Mm -hmm. This is one of the reasons why I didn't like the writing in this episode. All of the characters, with the notable exception of Myrta, do not act in the keeping with their characters. So I don't know if you notice this. So Myrta, of course, as soon as everything went to pot, he's like... We should probably go. I should go. Come on, Ian. And Brianna's like, no, Ian stays. He doesn't even look back. Yeah, just, Myrna's gone. He's like, you can see him over her you shoulder. You see like a shoulder leaving. Yeah, and yeah. he's like closing the door behind. But, okay, so let's talk about, first off, let's talk about Brianna. Yeah. Okay, so this whole thing was a misunderstanding that she caused, as far as I can see. Because she said specifically to Claire, don't tell Jamie that it was Stephen Bonnet. Kind of. Bonnet. I mean, yeah, this was... In my opinion, this was two people's faults, and neither one of them was Jamie. It was, this is, I would say, 90% the fault of Lizzie, right. and 10% the fault of Claire. Um, also a little bit of Brianna's fault for not talking to Lizzie. Every time Lizzie was like, what happened? No, Did he hurt you? I don't think so, because that's her, that was her experience, and whether or not she wanted to talk about it with rando from the boat is her that's prerogative true. that's true so i but i would say it's 90 percent lizzie 10 percent claire because claire knew about Stephen bonnet that's what i was gonna say uh and and didn't didn't say anything about it because if she told jamie jamie would know that the guy the friendly man looking for directions <laughs> was not in fact the rapist but the just a friendly man looking for directions yeah, Jamie and young Ian were just trying to help. They weren't yeah. being malicious, but right. she treats them. She shits right on their head every chance she gets for the, pretty much the rest of the episode. Well, and for someone who's just joined this family, she's exceptionally rude. Yeah. Like, okay, now secondly, Jamie. So he, him immediately jumping to the conclusion that there was only one man that she slept with and then lied to him about being raped, that's like the first thing that comes out of his mouth. So, and she slaps him, which in that case, okay, he kind of deserved. But I just want to say that this is out of character, especially since they'd had that big heart to heart in the beginning of the episode Mm -hmm. where he had obviously helped her through trauma. And I think, I think the writers get into trouble because the TV series definitely deals with consequences of rape in a different way than the book does. Yeah. So, so for example, in the book, after Wentworth, when Jamie gets raped by Black Jack Randall, he, does. he and Claire very quickly start having amazing and very frequent sex. Right. Like right away, yeah, no problems. The yeah. They, he's healed. He's fine. So in, in the series, however, and this was largely because of Sam Hewen and Katrina Balfe who insisted upon it, I don't know if you remember, probably not, but for the nope. first half of season two, they don't have sex because right. he's so traumatized by what happened to him. Right. Of course, viewers all complain. Lose Because it. in the second book, when they're right. in France, they're having sex all the time because right. there was no repercussions. It's France. So here's the thing. I feel like the writers get into trouble because they're trying to pander to book readers. And in the book, Jamie did jump to this conclusion. Right. 
but the character of Jamie in the book is different than the character of Jamie in the TV series. So you can't write this scene the same way after showing him to be a very empathetic rape survivor. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we've we've uh, we've been shown by now that they make their own rules as they go along. Right. So she does slap Jamie when he acts like yeah, a big no, jerk. It was a big jerk. But then she also like backhands young Ian to the she point where his nose is bleeding, and right in the he face. did not deserve him. that. He did no. not deserve that. No, He's he just, went down. He did. He's very delicate. You can't take it. Brianna would, yeah, crush him. So I just want to say, Sam Hewen, when Brianna does slap him looks so shocked and hurt. I feel so bad for him. Yeah. And then, in addition, she throws out, you know, you're not my father. My yeah. father Please was not a not savage like you. And it's like, I guess I just feel like... Which we knew was coming. I mean, I mean, it's I didn't, been set up so many I times. But I just, like, Jamie has shown in every way he can that he is just as caring of a father as Frank was to her. Mm. Maybe, yeah. He, I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he's trying. trying as hard as he can. And every chance she gets, she's like slapping him in the face with, well, yeah. my father, my father. Yeah. So, I don't know. How that, was your rape? That yeah. really, really bothered me. Um, and then thirdly, Claire, who is also an accomplice in all of this because she's kept information about Stephen Bonnet. She's kept his identity yeah. from Jamie. Um, but she just sits back and lets Brianna go crazy. Yeah. And... She doesn't She's not stick up for defending Jamie, Jamie in any way. or intervening, yeah. and you know, explaining that they all made mistakes and they're just trying to protect each other. And it's completely out of character for Claire. It's complete. We have seen her intervene between Cherokee and German people right. with guns and yeah. arrows, and she gets in between and she was like, "Listen, That's what Claire does let me best. tell you what between. you're thinking, and let me tell you what you're thinking." And I understand, but she just sat there. Mute. She just lets right. her, and that's inconsistent with Claire's character. I mean, maybe the maybe she's never been in a situation where she's had to get in between two people that she's actually loved. Claire loves very few people. That's so true. Brianna and Jamie are two of them. Probably the only two, really. So maybe yeah. it's it's the only situation in her life where she's actually been torn as to who she's going to side with, and uh, just doesn't know who. So, and at one point. Brianna screams because Jamie gets really frustrated and he throws the chair. Mm -hmm. And she says, no, no, you don't get to be more angry than me. And my question is, why not? He was misinformed and lied to and and just almost killed a man. No, I mean, I mean, Brianna... Okay, here's my take is that Brianna had every right to be absolutely furious. I think she was furious at the wrong people. And I think she took it out on Jamie and young Ian. Yeah. Um, but I think she had every right to be mad. And I think she was right. I think she completely deserved to be the maddest person in the room. And Jamie, when he threw the chair, to me, it came off more like a hissy fit. Yeah. Than a... Well, that's kind of what she seemed like she was having to Yeah, me. but she legitimately except, had, like, her... Except that she was also like, how do we get him back? Where is he? Yeah. How do we go? Right. Anyways, I would like to know what everyone else thought about Brianna's reaction. Who had the right to be madder? Well, not just that, but did everyone else... Like, I just want to know if when other people were watching this, they thought, yeah, that's reasonable of her. Yeah, so let us know on the various social media platforms we have mentioned earlier in this podcast. Meanwhile, Roger's buddy has died. They show Yeah, him randomly. He just no wakes fingers. up dead, He's got tied to a tree. How did he die? I mean, exhaustion, exhaustion and dehydration and guess, yeah. misery. Uh, 
they keep walking and all these shots yeah. of Roger walking and I like behind the, the Yeah, the Mohawk guy's like, now that your buddy's dead, we're gonna go faster. Yeah. Why? I don't, they're dicks. I don't know why. It makes no sense. Because Ian said that they're fierce but honorable and they didn't I mean, they were treating Roger with with not much honor, in my opinion. Really not much. I mean they did let him drink some water, but they were basically not very nice to him. So then we ha- we're back at we're back in the ridge. Yeah. And Brianna says she's keeping the baby because it might be Rogers. Right. It's not. And she says, no and chance. if it's not, I'll love it anyways. I know I will. And then you pointed out that the reason why she knows that is because of Frank. Right. Which I thought was a really nice moment. Yeah, You're she, like, just like my father. But she didn't actually she didn't say, say that. that. Yeah, no. But she's saying like, I will love this baby the same way he loved me, yeah. no matter what. Totally, yeah. So Frank proved she knows that Frank unconditionally loved a child that was not his. Yeah. You know, with that knowledge from day one. And, so and with she resentment knows, towards the father, right? right? But right, he so, still adored her. Right. So she knows she can do the same. It's a nice It's a nice character beat. If it actually exists. It does. Okay. Then young Ian proposes. Right, Claire yeah. So rolls his, her, eye, her eyes and Jamie calls him an idiot. An idiot, yeah. Well, this is where they're going, though. There was a part in between here where Bran is like, Mom, you're going with them. And Claire's, no, I'm not. And she's, yes, you are. And I, I pointed out that no one has ever in this show mm-hmm. been able to tell Claire what to do. Yep. When Claire has gotten her mindset that she was going to do something, like to the point of like the threat of death, I know. Claire's like, fuck all y'all, I do Claire. Yeah. And only Claire. Yes. And in this one, she's like, no, I don't want to go. And Brian's like, you're going. You're she's going, like, Mom. And okay. she's like, okay. Yeah. Like, it's, 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 uh, it just sort of goes back to the character we were saying in the house where in this episode, none of the characters acted like their characters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and maybe there's, you know, we can just pull some imaginary narrative out of there you know that they didn't cover as to you know why make excuses as to why it happened but but you're right throughout this episode there was a serious theme of characters not acting like their characters yeah and i thought i thought that one really stuck out like a sore thumb to me because claire has never to my knowledge i'm sure there's one somewhere that someone's going to point out but and it probably exists but to on the whole um she doesn't bend when she doesn't want to do something. No, and she did. Yeah, like she folded like a cheap suit. Well, and they agree that Murta will take Brianna to Rivers Run to see yeah. Joe Casta. Which at first you were like, why doesn't she just stay with Murta? Right. Yeah, but Murta's out, you know, raiding and yeah, he's and busy. Stuff. He's very busy. Not and busy enough to take her all the freaking right, way to River Run to make sure she's but, safe. Right. Um. Also, there was a moment when after Brianna storms back inside. And Jamie looks at Claire and she mutters, you told me that happened by a tree. You told me that your hand got hurt from a tree. Right. And he's like, no, you said you assume. And she just yeah. keeps walking yeah. and he's like, Claire. And then he looks over at Murta and young Ian and they both look like they feel they're so bad for the, him. Like, that good. Yeah. But then what he says, and this drove me crazy, is he's like, Murta, after you see Brianna safe, Go get Stephen Bunnett and bring him to me, but don't tell Claire. Because I want to kill him. I'm going to kill him. And it's like, have you not learned anything from what just happened? Yeah, like you just got into trouble because of this. Yeah. You're making the same mistake as your wife did. 
But, I mean, okay, and Myrta's like, yeah, for sure, and Jungian just nods, like, yeah, yeah, that seems like a good idea. Well, and I just pointed out that, and I'm sure you feel the same way, if anyone had to accompany me to River's run, I would like for it to be Myrta. Yeah. There's actually this moment where he kind of, like, moves over on the carriage a little bit. He just, the guy just reeks charm. He really does. Like, if he were to run and you would smell him, you'd be like, that's charm. That's not sweat. (laughs) I smell charm. He's got his hat with the one side pinned up. He's got his silver fox ponytail flowing. Yeah. Well, I'm and a Jamie big fan. and Jamie and young Ian are like, okay, Claire, we're ready to go. And Myrta's like, that's okay. We're ready to. We're yeah. ready to. Yeah, Myrta's ready. And then he moves over. Then we have, uh, he, I literally wrote down everything. Roger's being pulled. This is the dumbest. This is behind prob- the horse again. This they is- give him a little bit of water, but not so much that right. his thirst is quenched. So I think this is the scene, this is what might rank up as one of the all-time dumbest Outlander scenes of all time. Yes. So you found it very hard to believe that Roger, the Scottish so, historian... Well, so we haven't talked about what happens, though. So he, he falls off the hill, right. runs down, like, basically they have this thing where they're, like, pulling on his wrist. And you kept saying, you're like, that is going to break his it wrist. It has to be broken. His wrist has to be broken or dislocated or, yeah. or something. He comes loose. He rolls down the hill, and then what dumb happens? Uh, he escapes. Yes. So you found it hard to believe that Roger. Roger. The Scottish historian. Puffy Scottish historian from the 70s. Is going to lose a bunch of Mohawks in a forest. Yeah. Because. These are basically hunter, because, gatherer, trackers who yes. live and were raised in the forest. Right. Roger. And is tired and dehydrated and lives in a house in scotland and is going to lose them in their own territory on foot like it's just ridiculous yeah you did i dare say redonkulous it is so stupid you did not think that that was like possible i mean i agree i didn't think it was as implausible until I watched it with you, where you were moaning and groaning and pointing out things like if they wanted to find him, they didn't have to chase after him. They could have just looked on the grass and they would know because they could track him. Yes. Yes. So then I was like, that's probably true. And then he just hid in a hole and they ran past just hit him. hid around the corner. Yes. Around a bush. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, Myrta and Brianna arrive at River Run. Were you happy to see River Run again? I was very happy to see River Run. Well, I think my reaction was, wow, really, already? Because Jamie and Claire and Ian and company, they all got on a boat and, like, boated down the river out yeah, of... Yeah, we're, from... we're going through time. Yeah, like, yeah, we must have jumped because to get there on horseback would have taken a hell of a long time. I did not expect to see River Run in this same episode. Yeah, but it was nice, wasn't it? Oh, I was looking forward to Jocasta, especially after what we had just seen. Right, and Murdy and Aunt Jocasta have a very nice reunion. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this. These are two of my favorite characters this season. So uh, I I like seeing them on screen together. And she reminds everyone that Myrta was very in love with Jamie's mom, who was her sister. I didn't didn't really know. So um, that I feel like they're setting something up. I feel like they're going to set them up. Well, this is... Sorry, and... This is a question that I asked you. Mm-hmm. Um, who took Brianna to River Run in the books? Jamie, I think they all went there and then left her. But she did okay. end up with Aunt Jocasta. Right, okay. And, yeah. you, and you mentioned that in the books that Jocasta's love interest in the, is this guy named Duncan Hines. Yeah. 
who is not is nowhere to be seen right now. And he so, was Jamie's buddy from Ardsmere. Right. So your theory is that Murtaugh is replacing, and it has been for a while. You called this, although that, they a lot of people have called that, and Meryl Davis said that's not the case. Well, whatever. Right. Up till now, it ha- it seems like it has been the case that Murtaugh is basically subbing in for Duncan Hines. Yeah. So um, Duncan Hines, but it's funny that you're calling him Duncan Hines. I like cake. So, anyways, I I would really like to see some Myrta Antrocasta. How would you feel about that? Yeah, I'm in. I'm game. And I thought it was interesting because for all the love lost between Claire and Jocasta, because mm-hmm. they're two strong women, Claire did assure Brianna that she would take care of her and get her midwives and everything else. And that's right. exactly what she does. Yeah, I like where Jocasta's like, daughter? Sorry. And Brianna's yeah. just like, it's a long story. End scene. Yep. Um, you know, when she didn't, didn't feel the need to get an explanation on that. Nope. Cause that's what family's for. So you know that Brianna is going to be very well taken care of by yeah, Aunt Jocasta. Totally. And hopefully Murtaugh comes in. And, and Ulysses. Yeah. Were you happy to see Ulysses? I like Ulysses. He's very powerful. Ulysses, he has a powerful presence. I felt yes. like he was going to get pissed when they kept interrupting him reading the letter. I know. Yeah. I kind of felt bad for Ulysses. She's like, tell me what the letter says. And then they just interrupt him. They kept going through. Yeah. And then we have Roger and he finds the buzzing stones. Right. Yeah. So I didn't see this coming. Um, Then Roger, after skillfully eluding um, an entire group of Mohawk warriors Mm -hmm. and trackers Mm -hmm. in the forest, um, (laughs) then just magically almost stumbles across across the buzzing uh, magical teleporting stones and you pointed out you're like i want wouldn't that be interesting if he went through like would he just end up in like an so yeah exactly yeah, yeah so yeah and it's a that's a gas station like yeah like uh like just like in the middle of a of a gas station and somebody's just getting like coffee or something like that like do these stones even exist in you know modern day north carolina i'm, I'm sure someone out there knows um but yeah, like he he checks and sees if he has his magical rocks. He's got his he two does. little magic rocks. And then it's like, is he gonna go back? And I he starts crying because he's like, oh, I really love Brianna, but right, but I'm not doing well, and it, you know, logic tells me that those Mohawks are gonna find me eventually, so yeah. I need to get the f out of here. Well, and this is something we were discussing on the Loinlander podcast page on on Facebook: is would you go back? I, I I would go back. What if it was me though? What if I was in back in time and you came to find me? I would go back. And here's why. Because I know already that I can go back back. Well, here, so, it's very difficult though. It takes no, a lot out of your body. Well, they have, but in the show, they've established that it doesn't do shit. <laughs> All you need, now they've established finally that you need a couple rocks. You go back to the regular, to your good old days, you get healed up. Get a damn gun mm, and a condom, and maybe a condom, and <laughs> uh, and then you know go to a pawn shop and buy like seventy five stolen rings, and then just take them and like you can come and go as you please. It's basically like getting a fucking sci fi bus pass, right. like and, and just you can and then just heal up, go back, you know, bring bring some whatever you want, like a peanut butter sandwich to win over Brianna. And, and then just come back. She's obviously fine. She's with her dad and mom, uh, as far as you know. Mm-hmm. You know, like, go back, regroup. You obviously fucked up the first time. 
and then taking it. And you know, the other nice thing is, especially if I knew it was there, is I know I don't have to go all the effing way back. Why am I saying effing now? Mm-hmm. You don't have to go all the way back to Scotland. Yeah. Go back and come back. You know what I mean? It's go like it's right. It's one. right here. Yeah. It's kind of like a like go with with the bus. It's kind of like a bus stop. Right. You know, like you don't all have to go all the way home. You can just stop in this bus stop and then come and go. Yeah. 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 So I would go back as well. I think that's a smart. Point. In the would, hopes that you leave me behind. Well, that you would then also follow join, you. Follow me. Oh, unlikely. You'd stay living with Jamie and Claire and Myrta. I mean, they have a pretty good setup. It's like a little house on the prairie. I mean, I love Fraser's Ridge. Yeah. All so those that's goats. The, that's I the. Goats. I love those goats. Yeah. And you did get excited when they showed the baby goat. I and the pig. I like that pig. You do like that pig. Yeah. So that's how it they ends. They haven't eaten him yet. Remember, Claire no, threatened. Anyway, sorry. That's how it ends. That, that's how it ends with him reaching his hand toward the stone. Will he touch it? You I think, know. have they ever done a cliffhanger? Yeah, they do cliffhangers. That I cared about? I don't know. Or that didn't seem so painfully obvious as to what was going to happen, that it hurt What's me? What's going to happen, do you know? I don't know. I, I legitimately have no Roger idea. Roger is a real time traveler. I can tell yeah, you that. He obviously, is a real time traveler. Obviously, the book squad out there they know they know what happens yeah yeah well they've changed the order around right a little bit okay well we'll i mean i'm sure they think they know anyway okay so loin points i mean i don't know 30 okay that's higher than the last one yeah well i've i felt like i maybe was too hard on the last one just because i felt it was super boring uh this one 35 even let's go ahead and throw 35 okay because the back half was kind of interesting they got in some tension again the front half the little house on the prairie half fine not for me but fine um it it definitely loses points for what i felt was a really stupid way for him to escape but Mm -hmm. they were probably being uh loyal to the book there i don't know i hope for the sake of dumbness that Mm -hmm. they were but yeah, so we'll give it 35. Okay. I would give this... I'm waiting for this. 86? 86! Yeah. That's basically like 35 for no, you. Maybe 87. 87. Because I loved the first bit. And I love that montage of yeah. them just living on Fraser's Ridge. And I really liked all the stuff with Myrta and Aunt Jocasta. Maybe 88. Maybe okay. I'd give it an 88. Coming up to a hot 90. You're going to make it? No, just 88. 88, okay. Final. Really? I just, I really... You haven't had a hundred episode in a while, I don't think. I think I gave the last one a hundred. Oh, okay. Well, where Brianna meets Touche. Yeah. Um, uh, where Brianna meets Jamie, Jamie and Fraser. reunites with Claire. I love that episode. The wall pissing episode. Yeah. It was a wonderful episode. Right. So, um, yeah, I just I had a really hard time with Brianna in general in this. Yeah, you don't you don't I buy do not, anything. I'm not feeling it. Did I you really... buy uh, ass whooped Richard Rankin in this? Did you adore him as much as you usually did? He's incredible in this. What was your favorite scene? With Richard Rankin? No, period. Oh, we're going on to favorite scenes. Um, I mean, the montage when she's like smiling yeah. and laughing over the dinner the and they're montage, so happy yeah. and they're all together. Yeah. Wow. So your favorite scene was when Claire and her... Yeah, I like about- the I like the, the, the future talk where they're like toilets that flush. Yeah. Yeah. Least favorite scene? Oh, I mean, idiot Rankin... Surviving? In the forest. Yeah. Right. Well, he's not an idiot, but the... Right. That scene. Uh, my least favorite scene was when Brianna was like hitting everyone and having a temper tantrum and Claire is allowing it. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, it brings us to the close of yet another edition of Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet or anywhere. Thanks for listening, Thanks everyone. For listening. Bye. Bye.